Thank you for tuning in to the Button Road Show. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! This is the Button Road Show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We're back. Back in live. My God. What is happening, folks? Happy 420, everybody. Happy 420. You know what day and what time it is and where you are at. It's a beautiful feeling, bro. It's an amazing feeling, man. It's a fantastic, it's a fantastic feeling, man. Uh, you know, uh, Freedom in these United States of America. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That we get to enjoy this. Uh, this jo- It's not a real holiday, but you know, it's a real holiday to folks like us. You know, even some people who don't, you know, partake on days like today. You know, and they enjoy it. You know, the people who, you know, usually call it the reefers or the devil's lettuce. <laughs> today, they're going to try a little of the devil's lettuce. Can it really be considered a national holiday already? It should be. Because enough people smoke. Back in the day, not enough people smoked <laughs> for it to be considered uh, national. Ho- well, maybe they smoke, just not in public. Yeah. You know what it is? I think they just need to, to just stop with it. And you know how you, 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 you do it? You combine 420 and Earth Day. And, you know, stoners are some of the, like, most, you know, you know, ecologically friendly people, man. You know, people that are friendly to the environment. Aside from the fact, you know, you know, we put some smoke in the air. <laughs> you know, recycle a lot, a lot of hemp. I mean, it products, is a leaf. You know, so it's only going back to the environment. Yeah. So it's not like a K two. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I mean, could you imagine that if you can bond 420 and Earth Day as a national holiday? Could you imagine what stoners would do in droves? Like, was because let's be honest. We're stoners, but in the daytime, we're responsible. We do responsible shit, no? Absolutely. So, could you imagine... We're responsible group- stoners. Yeah, and there's a lot. There's a lot of responsible stoners, but could you imagine if on 420, you can buy 420 and Earth Day, and all the responsible stoners around the world and on the Earth got together and did multiple separate projects how much awesomeness would happen and then like around one o'clock you know that time it's like guys we've worked really good and strong for three four hours let's go get fucking stoned <laughs> dude it's party time you know what i'm saying oh, you know what i'm shit. saying you know you, you know what i mean you know what i mean i feel like back in the day when we got stoned it was always a story now i mean we're just regular stoners now like. yeah now i mean because back in the day man it wasn't uh I hate to admit it, I don't want to say it was a niche market, but it was kind of a, a taboo thing to do. You know what I'm saying? So, Marielle's on the chat right now. She said, I thought that's why 420 was so close to Earth Day. Was I wrong all these years? I guess so. You know, until about a couple days ago, I didn't realize that 420 and Earth Day were separate days. I always really? thought they were about close to the same day myself. So When I, is Earth Day? Earth Day, I believe, is the 23rd is april 23rd so that's the official 
Earth Day. 10-year anniversary of Bud and Roach. Yeah. Yeah. It was April 23rd that we first yeah. went live. If I'm not mistaken, I may be wrong. Uh, Where's my fucking phone? Wrong phone. That's my iPod. So let me, uh, uh, let me Google that. Let's let's get through the basics right now. For some reason, the uh, the MPK kind of tweaked out, so I'm kind of lost with the sound effects right now. Ooh, but uh, <clears throat> this is live troubleshooting. This is what I got to do. But with that, of course, you guys see it on the screen. You go to shop.buttonroach.com and use the code Ten Years to get ten percent off the official Button Roach Show merchandise. And of course, the phone lines are open six four six four eight one. 8798 we're here celebrating 420 2022 yes sir and uh earth day is actually april 22nd two days yeah mario just said it on the chat april 22nd is actually the official earth day so yeah man i don't know man maybe i don't know maybe some of the greenies should get together with some of the hippies the and, greenies yeah that's you, the earth day kind of people that's what is i that, call, that what them? call them the green party the green peace people you know, save the, to save the whale, folks. You those I mean? people, I mean, are those the ones that go out like uh, pirates and they go attack the uh, the boats that are actually out there hunting these animals? Uh, yes, Greenpeace. Yes, yeah, about about the same. Uh, or some splinter groups within them. I don't want to blame them for something, you know, wrongly. I'd say some splinter groups within them. Splinter groups to be. Uh, to be to be politically correct, you don't want to blame one whole blanket movement if it's not them. Yeah, we got to do some research into Greenpeace. Have we ever had anybody that was like an activist of that sort? Uh, I was I looking at the activists that we've had on the show: Jason Burmis and Cindy Sheehan. They didn't really go out there and, and actually bring the. Did they bring the fight to people? Or nah, not in that manner. Cindy Sheehan was like a you know a big war protester. Uh. And Jason Berman, uh, Berman Sox was uh, with uh, Loose Change. Yeah, um, that was a documentary that uh, that he did. Yeah. That Nick of the subjective perspective put us on to. Yes, sir. We, I mean, that we we'd seen Loose Change before. We just he got us him as a uh, guest. We watched it. Yeah. Hmm. Was this in a basement? Yeah. Interesting. Around the time of, I don't want to say, was before the show. Was this one of the ones that kind of led to the show? Uh, yeah. Because during that time, all we did was uh watch fucking documentaries and my god, dig deep into the Earth's secrets. It's a lot of things, man. There are a lot of things, man. There are a lot of things, man. I mean, you just gotta, you know, if you want. And I tell people, man, when you go, it's like you can't go down that rabbit hole lightly. You get plunged down it, man. And that's what led to some of the things of, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, that led to some of the events of the last two years, man. Where people in lockdown and, you know, you have all these videos propagated now. And like I said before, with us, it was a very small niche market. And then it became this big global movement over the last few years with, I mean, even you saw some of those videos and we saw some of these things and we discussed them with each other. And even we both were like, yo, is this shit for real? Like, and even we both were like, yo, this is nuts. Like, Which ones are you talking about? Uh, Like some of the, the crazier conspiracy theory videos over the last few years. I mean, this, the stuff that we saw back in the day, first of all, this was during a time where it was a big transition in terms of beliefs. Because my God, like that came on the heels of being this fellowship. 
going down that rabbit hole of all these different documentaries and there was a point where i didn't even want to leave the crib remember that i did not want to leave the house the only time i left was to go get a dutch or to go get a six-pack <laughs> this is a scary world bro we we have to understand that we don't know shit and i um, think that you know with all those documentaries we did learn a lot but there was also a lot of misinformation in them a lot of misinformation i tell people that's the biggest thing now is to know when you're reading dealing with so much misinformation uh i think that's the sadder part for folks is that they don't realize it um and there's been so much missing disinformation over the last you know few years man that it's just it gets and it gets mixed in with real information so easily and you know you know it's creepy uh i'm pretty sure we've all seen this but brenna sent me this the other day the uh the clips of all the news anchors saying the same exact script it's it is creepy bro i've seen that a few times different things like you cut it and it's almost like those splices from the movies yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's creepy man it reminds me of that jt video that we spoke about that time at, uh, i guess play yes <laughs> Yo, that video was oh, like, shit. yo, do you realize how JT ain't really been JT since that? Like, that was like his last big thing. Like, I know he's done like a couple of the animated movies, you know, with kid stuff. Had the happy dancey songs. But he ain't really dropped no JT, JT shit in a while, man. You it's know, been a long time, bro. You know, because <laughs> that video had a lot going on in it, man. That, you think they approached him after that? I don't know, man. I don't know. I just know JT. I don't want to say went radio silent, but, you know, I don't even want to say he's been a target either, man, because, you know, maybe, you know, he did deserve to have to answer some questions after, you know, gonna have you naked by the end of this song today. <laughs> but, you, you know, know, apparently, hold on, before I go you, further. You don't with, think that's, that was orchestrated? It, it, it was. It was. And Janet apparently told him not to worry about it. And, and in that Janet Jackson documentary that was on sometime in the last few months, that big documentary, mm-hmm. it was a couple, like I think a two or three parter, uh, they discussed that. And uh, people, I guess, were upset because it was never known publicly. Everyone's just always thought Janet was the only one who suffered for that. And she agreed to bite that bullet. And she told him if it goes bad, you know. Don't so worry about it. I, I actually, because the MPK just kind of uh, wigged out when we went live. Let's see if this works. There we go. I just rigged the keyboard live. You see, this is the stuff you got to do when you're doing live radio, bro. I, I watch a lot of Stern. There's a lot of shit that goes on on that show that not planned. You got to be able to troubleshoot. We don't have fucking interns like he does. No. I wish, we, I wish we had this technology when, when remember what we was talking about the other day uh framing the red mm. i think it was they were on and uh maybe glitz and glam was that the night we had glitz and glam because we ended up ha- having remember. to rebook them on a night that we had caesar on i can't remember all i remember is uh we were really boisterous and things went really bad really fast boisterous. live on air what's boisterous i've heard that word before like boastful ah, yeah nigga. Ah, like take we we're playing take a shot for me after our reverb campaign so that's boisterous <laughs> that 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 is a that is a textbook definition what a day that was yeah it was a, it was a, it was a fun one it was a fun we're, one. we're here obviously you could tell we're a little stone but uh 
We're here to celebrate 420. Celebrate 420, man. We celebrate 420 out here in these streets. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it, it, it's like a stoner. Like, I mean, I want to know how many people really, like, really still do it. Like, celebrate 420, man. I mean, I we call it celebration because I'll be honest, I, 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 I have to go to work later. So I can't get like, you know, <laughs> this is like the level of stone that I would get if I was home playing games. I'm maybe a little oh, higher than I would shit. be. I can't get much more high than this and not have to worry about repercussions later. Shout out to Ben Dustin, a.k.a. Zento in the chat. Oh, what's up, brother? Checking in. GDP family, of course. Let's talk about the first time you ever got high. First time I ever got high. So the first time I ever got high was upstate with Falco and the gang. And uh, I didn't get high. The first, first time I smoked. I didn't feel like I, I didn't feel anything. I just felt my throat get really like like burnt and like I felt like I coughed a lot. But I didn't feel like the high I felt the second time I smoked, which is when I felt like I got high for the first time, which was also upstate with Falco and the gang. And uh, yeah, that was an experience. That was when I was like, man, maybe this is so bad. Do you remember how you felt when it hit you? Like what, what was it? Was it a sense of panic? Was it a nah? Not euphoria? even like I won't say euphoria. A sense of panic it was just I felt the change, the difference. I know I had the giggles. We uh, know I definitely started laughing a lot. I uh, can't remember what we were watching. Uh, definitely laughed. Had the munchies. Uh, the first time I smoked was on the roof. It's on the roof. At home. Yeah. And I remember, I'm not going to say who was with because, you know, he doesn't like being spoken about. But I remember I, I, I was taking a hit and it didn't hit me yet. So I was looking at it like this is what all the hype is about. And then I took the walk back towards the door to go back into the building. And when I went to reach for the for the door handle it was just like and then everything just slowed down i was like holy shit no i didn't i never i've never had that moment i've been i've been really high before i've had like really high moments like really like i tell people uh one of the days uh like when i was really high was uh the day me vela and uh and damato went to uh me vela damato and manny went to cooperstown like 10 10 11 years ago at this point maybe um and we took a day trip and we said yo we all gonna get weed and we go we uh we gonna roll it up beforehand so we had all the blunts ready to go and we gave our boy manny money to get some extra weed from where he lived at because you know this is back when we was you know when, when let's be honest shit was really illegal you know what i'm saying like yeah. if you got bagged with it nigga you know you had to pray that off so it's cool you mean you, you know what i mean scary times yeah <laughs> really scary times and uh and fucking <clears throat> we uh we met up early that day uh vela picked me up first we agreed you know to be responsible and we we're gonna be dicks and smoke what we had yet until we all got together um so then we went picked up the model picked up manny we hit the road man when i tell you between the four hour drive there the about five hours we spent in town and the four hour drive back and then like the time i spent later that night with bella 
I must have smoked like 10, 11 blunts that day, bro. Maybe more. Jesus. And when See, I, I can't do that anymore. I, I can't do that anymore, man. But when I tell you, I was fucking stoned, bro. Like, I mean, I put it like this. We uh when we were coming down when we left when we left Cooperstown we uh we we were in the car we're smoking on the ride down I knock out they had my iPod my old school click wheel iPod at the time they had it playing music uh and they said they turned it up mad loud like I was out like a light bro like they were trying to ah, ah, like they said I was out bro we stopped to get something to eat. A little while later, I woke up still fucking high and like more high than when I went to sleep, bro. <laughs> bro. A delayed <laughs> reaction. A super delayed reaction, bro. <laughs> but the shit was oh, where shit. we were at when we went to eat. Um, uh, the, the, the girl Vella was dating at the time came out to meet us and we were all talking and she knew me and, we, you know, we hung out a few times before that and we were cool. And she just looked at me, and she's like, how high are you? And I'm just like, I don't even know. I fell uh, asleep, when, when and that's I woke a question up like that this. has to be asked, then uh, you know you fucking lit. Yo, bro, I was just like, I don't, I, I don't even know. Bro, the like, worst time, I, I mean, the worst I've ever been high was off of a lemonade. I think you told me that. It was a lemonade, bro, and it was, a, it was packaged for two people. It was two servings in there. And um, I drank the whole thing. I just I chugged it, and then I just stayed on the sofa. And it was one of those things that uh, you remember the commercial to the, the anti weed commercials where the girl was just melting on the sofa. I felt that for the first time in my life. I've never felt that before. I felt I like felt I, I to the sofa, bro. I felt stuck before. Like oh man, like I gotta get up. Like let me get up and not been able to. But uh. I've never been able to, uh, I've never been able to, like, stay that, get, like, get that high and stay that high. Yeah, that's like, a, you know what I'm saying? It's, I uh, mean, it's, it's, it, it, you know, I mean, I'll say, like, I've never, I was never scared get that, that high and stay that high. I've, but, but I have gotten extremely high. Like, I told you the time I, uh, I accidentally ate the extra, uh, the extra edibles <laughs> and didn't realize it. And then, you know, I'm like, I right, shit. And then I'm, and then, and not realizing, yo, give yourself some time. I can't remember what I did and forgot I had it. And I had more. Oh, it was the gummies. I was uh, packing. It was during, last year during pandemic when we had all the time off. I was packing to go up to my girl's house. And uh, I had a, a gummy. They were like little Lego blocks. And they show you how they were sectioned off. They were 50 milligrams each little. You know how Lego squares are. Yeah. And they were like the two, the two ones. And each one is like supposed to be 25 milligrams and then four like supposed to be like the way it goes and i accidentally fucked up and like i had the whole block for one thing i let this hit me like you know, i'm doing what i gotta do and i took a half of another one and i'm still doing what i gotta do got in the like got in the shower getting ready to leave the house i saw like i had like a little piece left there so i'm like fuck it yo bro i ended up eating like <laughs> 200 milligram like end up being a half the pack not realizing bro hey, and i am on the metro north on the train and like out of nowhere like i'm looking out the window i'm like yo what the 
fuck's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why does everything feel weird? I'm like, holy fuck, those gummies. Your brother just said in the chat that he was really stoned on Christmas. Oh, I know he was stoned. <laughs> this nigga on Yo, that was hilarious. That was one of my favorite times to be stoned with this nigga. Like, he was fucking... Yo, like, he... he have you ever seen Lorenzo stoned? We smoked a bunch of times, but uh, I was stoned, so I wasn't really yeah, paying he attention. He gets like his eyes really like you know how they say, "Yo, how are you seeing your eyes are fucking closed?" This thing is like, <laughs> like the cheese, like the cheese smile, like yo, like how you good? I can't remember what we watched, bro. This, but this, this nigga was high off his ass, man. It, it was amazing. Like it was, it was an amazingly good time, though, man. Like, I, cause you know Lorenzo don't smoke like that, so when he smoked with me, that shit really like, hits him. Yeah, it hits him. I mean, I, I feel like every time I speak to a stoner, everybody says the same thing that they've been searching for that same high that they had that first time they ever smoked. You can never get that back. And I thought I was getting that back with the uh, lemonade, but that shit took me to the next level bro. <laughs> nah see when you say shit like that that's why people like, say shit, shit like marijuana is a gateway drug man like yeah but, but i didn't go out and do coke after nah, but, but like, like like people say shit like that and like yeah you never reach that first high again but you have really fun really high times again after that yeah but that's the thing too there's different grades of marijuana so it, even if you smoked your first time and it was just you know some regular haraks which most of us smoke for the first time and uh you know you go get some og kush or some uh you know all the shit that they have some now. triple berry blast the baby nuts you know what i'm saying and you see now i mean back in the day when we first started the show nikki used to call in and, and brag about the fact that he would go man to the that dispensary. shit he get from the dispensary yeah fellas yo they had a little sin we had an eighth going on <laughs> and you know i got i picked up some nice jack herrera beautiful buds man and they only give you beautiful buds bud be like Nikki, man. All you're doing is depressing us, man. Yeah. You know it's illegal here. We gotta sneak around the smoking shit, like you know what I'm saying. Gotta avoid the fuzz. <laughs> and you getting all these beautiful purples and greens. With log into the chat, crystals. You gotta log into the to the IG chat. How do you, I do you, that? Just go to the Button Roach page and, but do it under your account. Don't do it under the Button Roach account, so you can see the chat. Cause your brother he just put an emoji, but I can't tell what that is. It looks like a snake. It looks like something. I can't see. You're going to have to put the emoji again. I just joined the chat. What the fuck? Oh, chasing the dragon. <laughs> chasing the dragon. That's a little dragon. <laughs> Yo, he's a fucking dick chasing the dragon. <laughs> chasing the fucking dragon. Puff the magic dragon. What are the different names that uh that people have given weed over the years? Ganja. Yeah, but that's, Reefer. That's, that's always been around, no? Like I hate names. when they call it dope. Yeah, that 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 I, to me crosses the line. You smoke some dope? No, nigga, I'm not using heroin. It's not dope. That shit annoys me. That shit gets under my skin. That grinds my gears. But that was when I, people, people try to call we heads a dope head. Like, no, nigga, I can stand up straight. <laughs> but I think that was a uh, marketing campaign that was put together. You know, for yeah. the anti-marijuana laws and all that shit. Nice just Your brother said no. the devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce. <laughs> That's another one. My God, we want to remind everybody that the phone lines are open. 646-481-8798. Going to be with Bud and Roach until 1 p.m. We're going live till 1, right? Yeah, we're going live till 1. We'll be live till 1 p.m. today. Uh, 
You know what's a funny story? I'm thinking of with my brother. He's still listening to us right now. There was one time when he uh, we were still living at home, and I was smoking. I was the Smokey McSmokerson now, and not him anymore. And uh, Smokey McSmokerson? Yeah, and he wanted to burn with me, and I had just finished rolling a nice, nice blunt. I'm like, fuck it, yeah, we're about to play, we're about to play some 2K. Let's go get high, man. So we outside, <laughs> and mind you, this is when they were doing work in the parking lot, and... Uh, they were doing work in the uh, in the parking lot in the backyard. Yeah, and so the uh, the parking lot was locked. Like you know, from going going out, you couldn't go out from uh, outside through the black gate. That was chain locked. Like there was no way to come in or out through there. So I felt ridiculously comfortable smoking like right by the door. If I see the boys come down the block at that time, they could clip it, walk upstairs before they even make it around the block. Nigga, unless you're gonna burn rubber like it's GTA and get here in 20 <laughs> seconds, but. Not happening. Uh, not on that block. No, nah, not on that block. But we're, we're outside smoking. He sees the bo- we see the boys come down. As I'm telling him, yo, be cool, chill. So he's like, nah, I got tossed it. Then he takes a pull, flips it around the corner. I'm like, yo, they not they not coming in here. And he's like, yo, we got boogie, we got boogie. I'm like, yo, like, damn. Nervous So fuck. we go inside, chill for like 20, 25 minutes. I'm like, see, nobody around. I'm going outside to smoke. And at this point, I packed the bowl. But I went to go, like, I couldn't find that blunt anywhere, man. I'm like, I don't know. Like, he, like, we were standing in front of, uh, in front of the first floor of my side windows. Uh, and this nigga, like, he had him and he's smoking his nigga. He tossed it around, like, that way. Like, so I guess it maybe went down into the grate. That's the only thing I can think of. Like, you ever ate a blunt? Huh? You ever ate a blunt? No, I've never ate a blunt. I've seen people (laughs) eat blunts. I've, I've heard of that, man. I'm like, that's gonna get really weird for you. Do you get high? Uh, some people have told me that they know people who did and did get really high because eventually you do digest it. Yeah, you consider it an edible. It's a plant. So uh, imagine eating a blunt and then <laughs> thinking that, that you got off scot-free where you go to work and your fucking eyes don't even open. Yo, bro. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, that's wild, man. People have told me some of the stories about when uh, they've had to, you know, gotten pulled over and just gotten lucky. Or not gotten so lucky, you know. It's just like for for a plant man with all the shit going on in the world, man. It was, it was it was always crazy to me, man. The old school stories of what people had to go through weed, cause we never really dealt with the cops with weed that much when we started smoking, you know. Yeah, but it was still illegal. It was still illegal, so it, it still brought a sense of anxiety to smoke anywhere. Definitely, man. Having any fucking butt on you had burn anxiety, man. Having I won't say anxiety, but like smelling like butt, you was like. That yeah, me? he was always that me in public. You like that me? Nah, that ain't me. I don't smell that. Nah, I'm good. I remember the day that I found out that they sold weed in the delis now, like especially in this neighborhood, that I could just go and order. It's like yeah, I mean it's you don't crazy. You need a dispensary, like you literally just go to. The I mean, store. I wonder what's gonna be when dispensaries come, but it's like they said it's like a loophole to the way the laws are written, the the weed laws that are allowing them to do that. Like they're selling weed in barber shops. It's like you get it's crazy. Now, it's bro. wild. <laughs> it's wild, bro. But like it's like people have like it's like the way the law is written. Like it's just a loophole that if you can sell it with something else as a service or something else, and it's legal until they you know figure out the dispensaries. Oh, we got a caller, of course. Who we got? We know who it is. Caller, you're live on the air with Bud and Roach. 
Hello, hello, it's Mariani. What's good? She's back. Yes, yes. <laughs> I have a few questions. Let's hear them. First. All right. Since um since we have have been legal in New York, is this the first 420 since? It's become like illegal? Is it? Uh I believe it is the first one since it's like fully legal. So I don't think it was signed until like May of last year, if I'm not mistaken. Shit, that's a good question. It's already been like twelve months, yeah. Yeah, it's been. I don't think it's been a complete year. It wasn't signed. I don't think it was signed in time for the 420 last year. Mm. That's interesting. You think it would be bigger in New York too? So you know, you, I mean, you think the city's gonna be lit right now? You think people just walking around just? Puffing in the street. People are already, bro. You're not in the city. I'm in the city every day, bro. People walk by me at work when I'm at work working, like just, and we all like Jesus. You smell, and we acknowledge if it's good weed, bad weed. <laughs> like, we acknowledge you grade that the weed. shit. Yep, but you can You're smell right, that shit in the air heavily already. Yeah, I haven't been to the city that much lately, so I wouldn't know. But I know in Brooklyn, especially in this neighborhood, because it's so dead. When people do smoke, that shit lingers. Like, it lingers for a while. Like, yo, I, uh, yo, there was no one, like, in front of me, around me, anywhere, bro. Not even a smoke cloud. And walking home last night, bro, I caught, like, this, like, just a, a lingering, lasting, like, pocket of, like, I don't know what it was, nigga, but it was like, well, what the fuck? Like, where'd that come from? Like, grade A? Grade A. Like, like, turtle with drama no <laughs> no some fine herb around here shit like that so marielli since we have you on the phone describe the first time you ever smoked a blunt okay so we're referring to a blunt not the first time i smoked weed the first time you smoked i, I just assumed it was a blunt smoked? okay okay <laughs> no it was actually i'm i'm so embarrassed to be saying this but you know, you're in high school, you get introduced to things. So I didn't actually smoke until I got to high school. I go to my friend's house. She's a heavy smoker. We're trying to get paper from like, you know, anything to roll on. Pretty much anywhere. And we were underage, like her family wasn't around. But we got, we got some weed. And, you know, like I told my mom, I was in like softball practice just so I can <laughs> try this shit out. Anyways, we're in her room. And there's nothing but printing paper oh my god that yeah. like actual printer paper yeah so like, you even we, smoke that like try to i i don't know i just like it wasn't just it wasn't even flowing right you know like when it burns through i'm like uh we we each took like half a pour we're like yeah this is not it so i would assume that's the first time i tried it but even a couple of times after that like i would smoke and i wouldn't get high did you inhale or you high. was one of those people that just tapped it and left the smoke in your mouth? Well, when I did the computer paper, that definitely did not inhale. Because <laughs> computer paper has chemicals it. on it, doesn't it? That's what I'm saying. I didn't I didn't even, I was like, uh, no, like, I'm not the best in science. I'm also not a weed smoker, but I know this shit, this shit just doesn't mix. <laughs> so the first time so you I'm actually got stoned. Stoned. Like real stoned. The only memorable time, one of the only memorable first times, I was on my way to Coney Island with my stepsister, and um, 
you know, we wanted to smoke, like whatever the drinking was cool, but we wanted to actually smoke. Um, I get from somebody who's random and not random, like it's not like somebody I go to because I don't really smoke, whatever. Long story short, I get this weed, I try to roll up. Um, I smoked before I'm on my way to the train, and that was probably one of the worst mistakes ever. Because <laughs> one, I felt like, I don't know, besides everybody staring at me, there was like this one little vision. So the first time I got high, I felt like I was in a cartoon. To make the long <laughs> that story sounds short, accurate. I was in a cartoon animated. So this is my cartoon scene. I think it's Spider-Man 2 with the guy with a whole bunch of legs and going after Spider-Man. Dr. Octopus. <laughs> um, I don't think that's, is it? That's yeah, I think he's the one in Spider-Man 2. So they're on the train, right? And right when that train turns and he has to grab like both carts together, I was standing up on the like four train. So I felt like I was in that scene and I was Spider-Man and I had to like, while it was turning <laughs> on the one thing one to go underground, I really had to like hold it down while oh. everybody was staring at me. That was my first like, high story. <laughs> oh, I remember, I, I, I hated those. pretty much chilled out. I hated those uh, those high moments in public where you felt like everyone was staring at you and everyone could see you, like and everyone knew you were high. Like I, I those were moments but, where I, I could say I felt paranoia back in the day, like where well, I was I like Spider Man. I was Spider Man at that moment. I had to like keep the shit together and everybody's staring at me and I'm like, this is the first time I ever feel high, so it was insane. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Spider Man. So more pressure on me because I was literally Spider Man at that moment. Uh, that's so incredible. That reminded me of when I took fucking uh, a bag of mushrooms and got on the bus with JD. <laughs> what? And then we, I, I told him, once it started kicking in, I said, bro, I, I got to get off the bus. <laughs> he said, what happened? I said, it's not happening to you because we both ate the same shit. <laughs> and then he looked at me. He goes, yeah, it is. <laughs> I said, bro, we got to get the fuck off this bus. I, I felt like I was swelling up and I was going to make the inside of the bus explode. <laughs> so I'm just looking around like, holy well, shit. you get into like a bus? Because like, I mean, we had, all right. If I'm going to ever get to that point, I'm going to be somewhere where I feel comfortable. We had to go to some sketchy place by Queens Mall to go get these mushrooms. And then okay. we just, uh, we, I mean, it, it was a, uh, excuse me. It was a, uh journey over there so on the walk back we just started eating straight out the bag <laughs> and then once we got towards uh where the jc penny is that's why i was like bro we should just get on the bus bad mistake bro because by the time we got off the, the when we got off the bus we got off the bus by forest park and it was just this dead area so we were just in the middle of like greenery and I ended up going into the woods and I didn't come out of the woods for about four hours. That's when <laughs> they had to go in and find me. I was playing with mosquitoes. <laughs> oh my Fucking God. That shit, nah, that, that, that was a crazy trip. And inside the park, we were smoking blunts. So that I guess that's a 420 story because we had yeah. to balance it out. Yeah. I've never really done the psychedelics. You know, it's funny. is the place that I'm talking about. Was the place that I took Zento to try to shoot that video that I was trying to shoot that I ended up posting on my Instagram where I was just dancing with a fucking hat on? Yeah. That's the exact spot where I was tripping out for uh, for about four hours. So that uh, jogged your memory, made you want to go back? It was, I mean, it was a great experience. That was the first time I think I ever broke through on mushrooms and 
That was trippy, bro. Uh-huh. And I kept thinking about the that Entourage episode, Joshua Tree. Uh-huh. So I was just trying to live out the fantasy in the movies and you know. Yeah. You know how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Stoner shit. Fair enough. Fucking <laughs> would you be open to doing like psychedelics or is that like a no no? Uh I've always wanted to try peyote. <laughs> 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 You guys gotta help me with this terminology. What is that? Uh, that that's a psychedelic. Uh, it's like it's uh, you smoke it. Something I've always wanted to try. Is that some Native American shit? That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. That shit they do out in like Nevada in the desert. Yeah. That's the perfect place to be doing that shit. Honestly, it's not pleasant to take uh, mushrooms and then be in a city environment. I can tell you that. I I wouldn't think it would be, man. Uh. I don't. I don't even think it'd be enjoyable to be, like, you know what I mean. In that in an area, you can't feel control, or, you know, everybody. The people I know that tried shrooms when they do, they always say, you know, they have a trip buddy, or you know, somebody's there to make sure it's a safe trip. You know. Yeah. So, never do it alone. Yeah. I've made that mistake. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've made a lot of mistakes when it comes to drugs. I've just. Uh, I was an experimenter. Hey, I mean, you know, you don't know what you don't know till you don't know it. You know what I mean? Or until right. you know it. Yeah, yeah. Until you know so, it. So, the 420 question was real. Like, I really wanted to know if this was the first 420 of the year while it was illegal, right? But, I also kind of want to test out if weed really kills brain cells or makes you smarter. So, I have a halfway real question, halfway not. I don't know. You tell me. So, if milk is 2%, what is the other 98%? <laughs> are these stoner questions because this is shit that i you know i would hear this i've never i've never thought of that and it always confuses me i'm not gonna like i'm saying a lot of you like one one percent milk two percent milk is like what do, you, what do you mean like it's like one's reduced fat one's no fat so what's regular milk like zero percent or a hundred percent you know what I mean? Yeah. I just go after the colors. Like, I've been buying the purple one, so I'm going to stick with the purple one. It works for me. <laughs> I always get the red milk. Once it started confusing me, man, I just went to almond milk. <laughs> Once I, I realized how confused I was. Almond milk, any kind of, like, nut milk or... Uh, Chill, B. Even the coconut milk, I'm not... I'm not uh, I'm not a fan of that shit. No, nah, I like a, I like almond milk. Almond milk, I get, but you actually, like, you drink milk. Like you like I drink whole milk. Yeah, nah. Even that one percent shit, because as soon as I pour it into the bowl of cereal, I could tell something's off. Yeah, like it always looks yeah. like watery. Looks a little too uh, clear for my taste. And then the the milk at the end is supposed to be chocolate milk, because I always eat chocolate cereal, and then it just be looking like protein shake water, like chocolate protein shake water. Damn, I don't like yeah, that I shit. I never take my protein to water. Ugh. Don't remind me. I just. I, did I tell you that I took a, a protein shake the other day and I was out of commission for a couple of days? Why? Because the shit expired last November. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Had curry insides? No, I, I woke up. I mean, I was trying to go to sleep. I didn't feel it until I laid down because I, you know, I was working out. I was I thought I was doing something good, like chugging this protein shake before I go to sleep. I'm like, all right. I did my workout. Lay Are you down. supposed to take a protein shake before going to sleep? I don't know. I was. I just thought I was doing Not something good. Sleep, but you're doing. You're doing. Uh, if you did it after workout, that's that's pretty good. But I don't it's know protein whey. I did. I always take it after the workout, and it's to repair the muscles faster, so I could do the same thing again the next day. 
And um, man, that shit backfired, man. Because as soon as I laid down, I my stomach felt like a hand, like a spirit hand, just went into my body and started squeezing it. So I went into the bathroom. I'm sitting on the toilet. Nothing. Now I'm just in pain. <laughs> I didn't know that was the beginning of potential food poisoning or whatever the fuck it was. Because I didn't even think to like check the expiration date. Brenda told me the next day. She was like, "Did it? Is it expired?" So I go and I check and it says November 2021. I'm like, oh, shit. Then I go and I check the other protein shake that I was going to use that thankfully I didn't use. And that shit expired in 2018. <laughs> I was like, God. How fucking long has it been since you used either of them? I was like, yeah, I didn't know that protein shake expired. I Everything thought it was just expires, now, bro. I mean, everybody says that now, but shit. I don't fucking know. It's all processed garbage. That shit had my stomach twisted, bro. I bet. That and shit don't sound like a fun too, experience. Right? And I, I'm over here, like, smoking extra, thinking it would calm my stomach down. That shit, nah. In the beginning, it was all pain. And then afterwards, it was just the storm, bro. The storm <laughs> came. <laughs> that was about a 12-hour storm, bro. <laughs> I was in the eye of the hurricane. <laughs> my God, that shit hurt. I'm getting pain just thinking about this. Oh, shit, that man. sounds, I'm, I feel your pain just hearing you talk about it. That does not sound like a pleasant adventure. I hope you stayed hydrated throughout that. You know, that's the most important thing. <laughs> Matter of fact, I got to drop a little stone cold for that, man. Yeah, man. Uh, if you guys are watching the screen right now, of course, you can purchase the official Button Roach Show merchandise at shop.buttonroach.com. Use code 10 years uh, for 10% off everything in the store, man. Yo. I want to tell a funny stoner story, a funny story from when I was stoned. You know, we're telling, we're telling 420 stories, right? Even though if it wasn't on 420, shit that involves weed. I'm pretty sure I told this story on one of the episodes a while back, but I'll tell it again. Actually, I'll tell you when I told it. When we were talking about big movie, uh, big franchise movies. On the podcast? Yeah. Why were you on the, you on the chat? Uh, nah, I wasn't. It for some reason dropped me out of there. I'm about to drop back out though. Um... And uh, we did do. I probably told it on that podcast, but we went to. Uh, it was when I was working uh, at DMB, and they got us the uh, the movie theater to see Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part One, and we were gonna see it after work. So those of us that smoked, even though we weren't into Harry Potter, I wasn't big into uh, into Harry Potter at the time. I'm gonna be totally honest, I wasn't big on the shit at the time, uh, and. I, you know, didn't know nothing about it. Everybody was like, yo, it's going to be a dope movie. It's going to be a dope time. You don't know nothing. Just still, you know, let's come, come chill, you know. I'm like, fuck it. You know, after work, everybody, we're going to smoke. So let's fuck it. I'll go see the movie. What are we going to smoke? We're going to smoke on the roof of the movie theater on the deck upstairs. One of our boys who used to work there was supposed to get us to the elevator, take us straight up, and then we come down. He bailed at the last minute and left before we could all get there. So we like, fuck, how are we going to get up there and smoke? We got all this weed. We want to smoke before the movie. And... Us not thinking any better, we decide to turn all the elevators coming down off to walk up the escalators <laughs> to get up there. So we it already sounds like it's gonna be crazy. We do this. We go up four escalators, empty, not a soul in sight. We up on the on the top deck smoking. You know, we we it's about five of us, six of us. We siphon about four blunts, five blunts maybe, and. We eventually, you know, I gonna, you know, go, you know, let's go down, let's go, let's head into the theater, and you know, 
Make it down the first escalator, no issue. Second escalator, couple people, really no issue. As we're coming around for the next one, we see a crowd of people, <laughs> and we're just like, yo, the fuck's going on here? And we can hear on the radios, well, the escalator's off. What's going on here? We're about to have a fucking, people getting caught. We can't walk. People can't walk. What's going on? You got old people in the hot theaters. And well, they're like, what the fuck? And we're like, yo, like at this point, we're high as fuck. We reek. Like, yo, was this the old job? Huh, this is the old job. Yeah, and yeah, this yeah. is the, the above us, <laughs> the, uh, the AMC above us. Um, oh, shit. So we all a little nervous about this shit and mad people trying to get out the theaters. And we're not thinking, I, every theater in this theater is probably showing this, which it was at that point. It was a midnight show, not a midnight showing, but the early showing for a movie who people have waited all this time for to see the end of this series of books. <laughs> And we didn't think that it would be showing. We think it was only like four or five theaters. No, all 30-some-odd theaters were showing that shit. And the showing started at like nine-something. So when we get coming in there a little after one, you know what I'm saying, and then filtering out, we didn't realize we fucked up. And we didn't realize how bad we fucked up till we heard them on the radio saying they needed to call the cops <laughs> and shit. So as they're doing that, this nigga Vela... He's behind me, and he's laughing, and he's so high, he's cracking up. He's like, yo, this sucks, we did this. I was like, nigga, shut the fuck up. At that point, like, you just got to laugh, bro. Yo, bro, nah. And then, like, uh, there's some teenage girls in front of us, and, you know, we still had some weed and some clips on us, and they're just like, you guys really stink. Can you move from it? It's like, where are we going to move? Like, you don't see this crowd? So we just start opening doors. Start opening, like, trying to... We walked into, like, a couple movie theaters through that emergency exits, like, trying to maneuver around. Uh, we eventually made it down to the theater. And this whole thing, getting down these four stories, took us about maybe a good half hour, 40 minutes. You want to know how much of the movie we missed? 40 minutes. You know, you want to know how much of the movie we missed hmm. through all of that and, you know, previews and all the extra stuff going on? Maybe about five minutes. Damn, for real? Yeah. I, I shit you not. I thought I missed a lot of the movie. And even, I thought I left with a lot of the movie to go. I didn't know until I finally be, got into Harry Potter and got... Previews you know, be so running long, though. Word. And I didn't, until I finally got into Harry Potter and saw it. And when we got in, it was, if you know the movie, when they're doing the seven Harrys. Yeah. And then <laughs> when I left was right when... uh. Right after they got caught by the Snatchers and they were taking them to, uh, to Malfoy Manor. So... I missed five minutes, and I left with only, like, 20 minutes to go. So, me not knowing much about Harry Potter, I thought I missed a lot of story. Or, you know, was a lot of story that I missed. But, not really. And, this shit was crazy, bro. Like, I will never forget, like, yo, hearing them on the radio. And, like, yo, I was like, yo, we are Somebody going fucked down. Up. I'm like, yo, we fucked up. We That's fucked up bad. Fuck up. But afterwards, yo, after, I swear to God, after we got back to our theater and we were inside, bro. We could not stop laughing. We laughed about it for days afterwards. But in those few minutes, nigga, we were petrified. Like, yo, when they find out this was us, we are fucked. You asked me earlier, <coughs> what was my favorite stoner movie? Yeah. What's yours? Uh, I said it. This is the end. With, uh, with, uh, with uh, Seth Rogen. Uh, is that really considered a stoner movie? I don't know, man. Or is that a movie just that you love watching stoned? I feel like it's a bit of both, cause you have to realize it's, it's Seth Rogen and uh and, and uh, uh uh what's your boy the same ones from yours yeah, Pineapple, from Pineapple Express, Express. Uh, James Franco 
And then they have everybody else from all the other comedies, movies they did. It's mostly comedy, but it has the dark twist on it with it's, you know, happening in the apocalypse. But I think the way I'm that... I'm not put, sure that qualifies as a weed film, though. I don't know. I think that Maybe Pineapple Express would be more like a weed... Um, that is. That, that, to me, is my favorite weed film. I, it, it has to be about weed? A stoner movie, yeah. Oh, man. It's like uh, half-baked... How high? Ah, uh, yeah. She, I thought you meant like to watch about high. Cheech and Chong. You know the thing is, when it comes to stoner movies like that, I'm gonna be honest as a stoner. Some of them just don't make me laugh. They try too hard. Or you have to be like really stoned. Like they should be funny when you're sober. You know what I mean? You ever watch something when you're really high and it's hilarious? Yeah. And you're like, yo, you see it on again. You go to watch it sober. It's like. Man, I might need to stop smoking. <laughs> or how about watch something uh, that's scary when you're high as opposed to sober? Because I think that first time we saw the trailer for uh, the possession <laughs> of David O'Reilly. <laughs> you were the only one who freaked out like that, man. Me and your brother were like, let's go. And you were like, yo, it's my house. I don't want that <laughs> shit. Nah, I don't want that shit in here. I don't want, yo, there's going to be, yo, you flipped out on us. because I think we ended up watching like Anchorman or some shit that night. Yeah, I, we had to keep the mood light because I had a little bit of a panic attack. It's just one of those superstitious things. I guess growing up in a uh, religious Hispanic household, they tell you that uh, demons could come in through the TV and then all types of shit, so. As soon as I saw that movie, I said, take this shit off the screen before this shit fucks up my life. But uh, we ended up this watching it. scary one. What was a that? scary one. Um, I'm sorry. I um, it was. It's a scary one. It's a Hispanic Andrea. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's Dominican. Andrea? Yeah. Is all Spanish? It's all Spanish, yeah. I think I did see that. Babe, didn't we see that? A horror movie that was all Spanish? I think that was, it's not new, right? Because I feel like that was years ago. No, that it's I not saw new. That. It's like, yeah, it was like probably 2006. Damn, do they have subtitles? In, yeah, I, probably, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta go look yeah. for that. I wouldn't watch it if it didn't. And I yeah, know Spanish. I, I don't even know why I watched it. So the crazy thing about it is like, I don't like scary movies to begin with. Like, I'm, you're wasting your money if you're taking me out on a date to watch a scary movie because I'm gonna be. Covering my eyes half the time. Fellas, pay, pay attention. In, <laughs> <laughs> I happened to be in DR during this time and in a campo. And the whole movie is based like in DR in a campo where like her mom died or she like removed the, she removed somebody else's flowers from the grave and then she comes and like, it was just like, why did I even do this to myself? <laughs> what? It's, oh. Bro, and that was me like 13, 12, not even high. So I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> have you ever dealt with like actual spirits not that i know of i know the infamous uh story that bud tells is the guy with the hand over his face was that it nah man it's the guy with the red eyes man the guy with the red eyes no not the guy with the red eyes the black figure with the red eyes yeah he, he saw something in his room that was not talking about one that. Of i saved that for the halloween episode huh i saved that one for the halloween episode yeah <laughs> nah, man, but shit. I'm, uh, I'm still trying to think of a stone. You know, I'm, I'm still thinking of stoner movies, man. It's just like, you know, some of them are really good. Like you have your, but I feel it's so cliche, and it's tough to like find really great. Ones so, what what movie would you say, according to the way you uh, considered a stoner movie before, 
that you would just get high and watch a movie. Which is your favorite movie to get high and watch? I guess, well, get them to the Greek. Get them to the Greek? Yeah. Is that with Russell Brand? Russell Brand and Jonah Hill. Yeah, I got to watch that again. I don't even remember that movie. I love that movie. That's where uh, he's the he's the rock star, and then he gets uh, he gets sober, and then his girl cheats on him and leaves him, and he goes back tumbling down and burns out and comes back for the reunion concert, but he brings the intern kid on him with on the, on the, on the bender for about 96 hours. <laughs> I love it. It's one of my favorite movies. That, and, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. There were a lot of movies in that stretch, but I always tell them, like, I made the joke, and now I can't watch it so much, or my girlfriend gets paranoid. I told her that when I uh, used to break up or things would go bad in relationships for me, I would always watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall. You know? <laughs> That was your breakup, uh, your breakup movie. That was my breakup movie. Bro, Forget I, it, Sarah Marshall. I love that movie. I've 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 had some pretty uh pathetic routines for breakups. I had certain songs that I would just play over and over, and I mean, those, uh, give so me this one. Post breakup or like just telling somebody you're about. Oh, to break listen, up. you know, post breakup. I, I'm I'm King Roach now, but I wasn't always King Roach. Alex was a simp back in the day, and. Uh, <laughs> He had very much simp qualities. He was very overly emotional about too many different things. And um, yeah, there was this one song that I would play uh, to, to Build a Home, I think it's called, by the uh, Cinematic Orchestra. It's like some really movie shit. I think it was one of those, mo- it was one of those uh, songs that they would like cut clips of uh, The Notebook to and then put them on YouTube. I was gonna say that just hearing just hearing the <laughs> name of that song just makes me feel sad. Like goddamn. Yeah, it was just a really like mellow song that just depressed the shit out of you. You know, it's funny. Somebody had posted this the other day on uh, on uh, IG stories. They said when you restart the song that was supposed to make you cry because it didn't make you cry hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. But there are people that do that. Like, I don't know, watch movies that they know are going to make them cry. Watch shows that they know are going to make them cry. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I get I get sometimes you need to cry. I just don't get needing a good cry every week or every day. I don't know. I'll say here, bro. Making yourself cry. Like, I feel like if you're going to cry, you're just going to cry. You're not yeah. going to, like, do a whole, you know. Nah, I, I yeah. have <laughs> I have ceremonies. I have crying ceremonies. <laughs> crying games <laughs> that i'll just sit here watch a, a video of hogan coming out after uh wrestlemania with the rock and him getting that standing ovation and i'll just be here weeping bro <laughs> she's and brenna's just looking at me like well, i yeah. married this guy <laughs> every time you talk about crying the wrestling videos i'm like how the fuck are we friends i'm like i love you yeah, it's like i don't cry to football baseball videos you know those <laughs> are moments that maybe made me cry in the moment because we lost but Yo, the shit that makes me cry is so random and ridiculous that nothing surprises me when Brenna looks at me anymore. I've seen every face she has. (laughs) It's just like, holy shit. I'll just be here. And I'll do exactly what they posted on that story. I will rewind uh, the video of Hogan coming out just to hear the music hit and hear the big pop. And I'll just pause it and I'll rewind it. And I'll just sit here and the tears are just coming down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like... Like, Yo, why am I doing this to myself? You're gonna have to start restricting his internet access when motherfuckers die. But you know what? To my defense, that was also something that I did when I drank. 
and I haven't done it since I stopped drinking. That's good. <laughs> You'll make yourself <laughs> cry. <laughs> you haven't cried since? I, I, I haven't cried to Hogan. <laughs> I'll say that. I've cried just yo, not you used to make Yo, you shitting me? You, I, I never, these are things I never knew, bro. Niggas said they used to make myself cry when drunk. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Four Z's. Oh. <laughs> I'll look at myself in the mirror and start thinking about, you know, accomplishments. And then I'll just start crying and looking at myself like, you got this, bro. You got this. <laughs> bro, bro. I, have too many, uh, I have too many of those private games. Oh. <laughs> uh, I play I play mental games with myself like at work to get, to make the time go faster, bro. Yeah, I do that shit all when I was working I was working security at the Balenciaga in Soho and they had tiles on the floor that it was just nine tiles in a square and I spent 8 hours counting each step going in those tiles like literally in a circle like that was my game. That and uh responding to text messages through the voice the the voice activation thing so i'll put my phone in my breast pocket and they you know the fucking cameras they they watch everything you do this so i was getting all these messages of harassment this is when i was dealing with those people <laughs> this is when i was dealing with the people the dude that wanted to kill me because uh he thought i snaked him on a deal yeah the, the old guy yeah the old guy with the tv thing yeah and uh he's cursing me out i'm trying to respond to him without getting fired so I'm just pre- I'm pressing down on my suit jacket and just saying to my iPhone, "Fuck you," and he'll type that shit. Out. <laughs> you might have looked a little crazy through camera though. Oh, I'm sure I did. You like, probably did. <laughs> I'm sure I did. Oh man, I got fired from one security job because they didn't like the way I stood. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what? They didn't like the way I was stand up. You're supposed to stand a certain way. Allegedly. When I have I was, nothing to do with it. I'd already drag people out of your bar for fights. I mean, I have back problems. And the way they wanted me to stand, you're not supposed to put your hands in your pockets. You're not supposed to put your hands behind you. Your hands are supposed to be in front of you, crossed at all times. Okay, no, I mean, that, that sounds more reasonable. I thought it was just probably like his posture. Like, he just... It is posture, really, like, too. You can't slouch. You can't lean on anything. At least when I was doing security, I don't know how it is on uh, in, in, in your world of security because you do a different security. But I was at high-end fashion boutiques. Like they, you know what it is with those. I'll say with those when they hire these outsource these companies, they just think, oh, they'll send this whoever. I'll make them do whatever. They know there's gonna be a high turnover unless you get a guy like the guy you said who ran across the street. Yeah, the the Rambo. This guy was a. Uh, we used to call him RoboCops. He's a foot soldier. This guy saw me. I forgot what he saw me doing, but he just ran across the street from one Balenciaga to the other to relieve me of something or uh, telling me to leave or I forgot what the fuck it was, man. That was a weird time. I didn't mind Balenciaga as much as I minded uh, Louis Vuitton. Yeah, Louis Vuitton on 57th. That was hell, bro. That was hell. Yeah. That was, oh my God. And then you had so many people there that felt like they were working for Louis Vuitton. It's like, we work for a security company that's contracted by Louis Vuitton. You guys don't work for Louis Vuitton. They're, their name's not on the checks. And those people were willing to die for those purses, bro. Like, like yo, that's fuck? this shit, man. Like, nah, man. I'm not going to do that shit. No, man. Go ahead. You want to steal this shit? Enjoy. Let me know where you're selling it. <laughs> 
And that's the thing. You got one one person like that on site, and then the people there, management, they expect everybody else to follow suit. Get the fuck out of here. Nope. I'm not doing that shit, especially for that money I was making. That shit was peanuts. That's why anybody like that I work with, you get put in a shit post. You get you get you get thrown in the back. You get hit in the way. I've seen people. I've seen security guards come. Uh, they they came back in after smoking a blunt outside. Like they'll take a walk, fired on the spot. Damn, fired on the spot, bro. I, Did you guys see that video on Instagram where? But cop, like she's literally in uniform. Oh, smoking the J. Hide her face. Yeah, yeah. Smoke. You know, I I saw that video, and what I suggested to everyone: if she's that boldly smoking out in public like that, that has to be all CBD. Yeah, I mean, but even if it's not, is that illegal? Uh, because they haven't given them guidelines yet. So to cops, to to people who are like under federal guidelines for like how they got jobs, like uh, bus drivers, cops. EMTs, paramedics, doctors. I don't know doctors. I might be wrong about doctors. Doctors. I might be wrong on doctors. But EMTs, paramedics, cops, uh, truck drivers, bus drivers. Uh, those people who are like still under federal guidelines can't use it because they get tested randomly. Yeah, doctors are private practices, no? Yeah. I think maybe hospitals could uh, make it. But if you're a private practice doctor, I think it's your own. It's your prerogative. But just to see the evolution, just being in the uniform. Yeah, all all those uniform jobs, they have to deal with a different set of rules. Yeah, it's like that. That shit is way strict. But just the evolution of uh, what we've been able to experience with cannabis culture from ten years ago to now, this shit is night and day, bro. The fact that we could just walk out to the street now, like now. You know, we got the pier everywhere. Like you know, there's like five different piers on this strip. And before, we was already living here during a time where you had to hide that shit even on the pier. Like, people would be walking and you never know who was suspecting shit like that. And there was cops that would always station themselves at the end of the pier. And they would just wait. They would wait to smell something. They, they used to do that shit a lot. All that shit stopped once this shit got legalized out here. I mean, I just, like, like I've always said, you've always known my position on, uh, on frivolous marijuana arrest, man. Unless you're busting someone who's doing other shit along with it uh i've always felt it to be needless and you know just pointless and it's not hurting anybody no it's not for the most part uh and you know it's just you know pe- people have their views still you know people have that archaic you know the devil's lettuce views you know gateway drug views you know everybody has their i'm allergic to smoke views you know, the, how many bullshit excuses have we heard people give for why? Oh, you smoke is this, you smoke is that. Like, how many have we heard? And then those people yeah, secretly smoke. Like now, <laughs> yeah, or or like I I listened to like a Dominican radio show in the morning, and they they made a pretty good point. Like hookahs in the club. How many cigarettes aren't you know aren't a hookah? And then you might be the one to smoke or not smoke, but you're still like. <laughs> Closed up in this like uh, you know in this um club just inhaling all of that shit. Nerd, even if you're not like the secondhand smoke from that's got to be that. That is a great point. Yeah, that's to be equal to or probably worse than cigarettes. Uh, it is worse, and that that's an argument that uh you know I would be in hookah lounges. There was this one hookah lounge in the north side. Uh, that shit closed a long time ago, but it was like 
maybe like Egyptian inside and they had all these like carpets and you would lay down on, on these beds and they'll bring the hookah in the middle. It was, it was a pretty dope spot. But you would hear people in there complaining about the cigarette smoke coming in from outside. I'm just like, this is a fucking hookah lounge. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You fucking shitting me? And I, apparently like one thing of hookah is probably like 10 cigarettes. That's crazy. Like equivalent of 10 yeah. cigarettes. I can believe that. For hour, and then people smoke it for like hours. <laughs> hours on end, keep refilling it, like. And people try to use weed on hookahs, but you need like. People tried alcohol. Yeah, yeah, there's so many different ways people try to freak these hookahs. Like I've seen, disgusting. like the like to to put weed on a hookah. You need a lot of weed. You need no. Nah, you need like like the pure buds, and you need like a fucking torch on it like you can't just put it with those coals it's not gonna burn it right and you gotta burn that it's shit nice quick yeah can you make a weed coal i don't know a processed weed coal maybe grind everything up and then compress it into like a hockey puck maybe not a bad idea that'll be a slow burn but how but how long would that One uh bad hookah story that i have um it was like we were celebrating um we had an indoor house party and i was so hungover and they were just drinking and i was there with the hookah and i'm like i don't want to drink let me smoke the hookah so i decided to do the whole alcohol and the hookah try it out my demand because i swear sometimes i do stuff where like <laughs> i don't think about it until like right now or like i'm thinking about it <laughs> i in the water bowl i put gray goose Little gray goose I I was supposed to die yeah because you know you know the alcohol blah, blah blah but little did i know i had to dilute the bitch so when i take that first puff i don't think i've ever touched hookah again in my life and that was like not long ago <laughs> i was like maybe you got drunk from that inhale that inhale i would guess pretty so. much everything everything i was trying to avoid just hit me at the from one pool mm. i mean that that's the other thing i know people that vape alcohol I've heard, you know, I've kind of wanted to try it, but I also don't want to try it. That just seems like such a bad idea. It's like, it literally removes the social aspect of drinking and just gets you hammered. <laughs> yeah. That's a step away from sticking a funnel in your ass and just taking it directly into the anus. Yep. Fuck that shit. <laughs> it really is. It really, I mean, honest to God, ever being 100% honest about things, it really is. It's like those uh, coffee enemas. You ever heard of that shit? There was this lady. I, I forgot what show it was. It was some disgusting show. I think it was uh, some intervention. I think it was. It might be intervention. where they, they had to talk to this lady because she didn't leave the house anymore. All she did was funnel coffee into her ass and shit. And there was coffee beans all over the crib. <laughs> this shit was crazy, bro. It's like <laughs> shit and coffee everywhere. And, and bees nodding her head along an agreement like Zoe. You remember that, right? Zoe. It was a couple. Yeah, she got her husband in on it. So he got his own little ass plug. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, they're taking hot coffee into the rectum. It's like, bro, that you shit. You must really be in love to just like, be like, oh. you must really want to be awake. If you're taking that caffeine straight that way. <laughs> oh. It's like, Jesus Christ. That's 24-hour missile watch shit. <laughs> you got you to gotta, you gotta be up. Uh, this nigga said that's fucking... 
National defense shit. Nigga. You gotta be up for that shit. That is crazy, B. That's nuts, man. I mean, that's nuts. Yo, uh, you said sad shit. You would do like a routine. What's like music you like to listen to? Like, like, like stoned. Radiohead. Radiohead stuff. Radiohead. I'll tell you a story. <laughs> Radiohead. The first time I heard Radiohead high was when I really heard Radiohead. Like I mean, I heard every instrument. I heard every note. It was the first time I didn't look at a song like just the entire presentation. I broke it down into stems, and I could hear individual things happening within these songs. That's what made me love Radiohead. Then I got into the bad habit of smoking with other people that I didn't really know while listening to Radiohead. And that led to me telling some stories that I shouldn't have said to these people. <laughs> Because I was stoned. Uh, one of those stories, I remember I was, uh, it was a funny story, I guess. <laughs> I was high as hell in, in this guy's house. He worked at Guitar Center with me. We were both managers, and we was just kind of getting to know each other. And he had some, he was a white boy, so he had, like, his his setup for weed was a special city, like a nice box, all this shit. His room was just carpeted and music instruments everywhere. It looked like a rehearsal studio, so we was just chilling. I don't know. I'm listening to Radiohead. Everything in its right place comes on. And that's the song that's straight keys and like pulsing audio. And I just go into this trance and I start telling this guy about a story about the last time that I heard that song where I was driving down a highway contemplating whether or not I should kick my girl at the time <laughs> out of the fucking moving car. <laughs> I was just like, hey, my cousin's there with me. He's like, yeah, I don't think you should be saying this story. <laughs> And I'm like, why? It's it's relevant right now. And he's like, bro, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Just save the story for me later. <laughs> Needless to say, that was the last time I uh, smoked at this guy's house. There wasn't another invite. And he didn't really come around to the accessory section anymore at Guitar Center. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went to work the next day. <laughs> he the said, dude's I'm going to request a transfer, please. <laughs> can, I, uh, can I go work at the other store? Thank you, baby. But there's some stuff, I mean, back in Guitar Center, I'll say this, back in Guitar Center, obviously this was years ago, weed was still, you know, very illegal, but I didn't stop anybody from smoking it. So people used to smoke bud in the roof, because I worked at the one on, on Northern Boulevard, so you had the parking lot on the roof, you go up there, you'll hit a, a J or something, you come back down. Even, like, the store manager used to do that shit. And one kid one time he just he said all right everybody's smoking so he just went into the bathroom of guitar center and smoked crystal meth <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> so everybody's like wait, wait 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 hold the fuck up this nigga, is no bullshit nigga went in the bathroom and smoked meth he smoked meth and his excuse for smoking meth because everybody knew it was him. Obviously, this camera's right in front of the bathroom. He said, everybody else smokes outside. And there was like two things. One, it's outside. And well, two, it's weed, not okay. crystal meth. <laughs> and there was just a cloud of meth in there for like 10 minutes. They, they almost like yellow taped that shit off. It was just like, this motherfucker's crazy. Obviously, he <laughs> lost his job. But um, just the shit that people do just because other people smoke weed is not a drug like crystal meth it's not a drug like cocaine or, or heroin i hate the it's fact that it's called a drug it's a plant that's all it is so us smoking this plant doesn't give you the right to uh you know start 
shattering blue glass in a bathroom (laughs) (laughs) like yo that's nuts bro like i I, like that's fucking crazy you you know what i will say is crazy how many people like in the city now just have tables set up just on the street selling weed but even more than that have you been to 34th street 42nd street it is insane i work in the uh i work in the Times square midtown area i like i see it every day like, like, there's a stretch on my block yeah, I haven't been where it's, like, long. four guys set up, like, on different areas of the block selling weed. Like, they got the little jars and they got mad J's. But, like, it's like, like, listen, guys, like, I'm a weed smoker. And even I think that's suspect. Like, nigga, I would not buy weed yeah. from you. <laughs> like, nigga, like, do you, know, so do you know how bad my life has to be for me to buy weed from you? <laughs> Some. So, I had a friend, right, come here from um, Florida. And... You know, I, I put him on to some, some stuff from around the block, whatever, but he also, he was with his cousin. He went to 42nd Street, for, you know, 34th Street. And although he had a very good weed that I, like, provided him with, he decided to buy weed from the truck. Oh, the weed, the like, weed candy trucks, the weed worlds? Yeah. I've seen and them I'm shows. Like, he didn't, you know, he was like, yo, it looked legit. It felt legit. Like, it smelled legit. I'm like, yeah, but I like I wouldn't trust it. I would like, and then he like flushed it. Like I think I traumatized him so much that he flushed it down the toilet. But it's true. Like they've been around even before it's been legal. They're charging you a whole bunch, and it's just like I guess a way to like attract tourists. But yeah. I just wouldn't trust it. Yeah, that's like a, it's a tourist. I would truck. probably trust more the people like selling it in the tables than the actual truck. I mean, the the guys that we get from in Greenpoint. For lack of a better phrase, they're all Arab, and I trust every single one of them. Like the packaging is legit. I would everything say, is legit. Honestly, I don't want to sound racist or racially profile or stereotype anyone, but I would say some of these fellas, you know, with international connections from maybe where they're from, you know, I guess they're all not born here. Maybe have family overseas, have better connections, man, and that, and that's really what it looks like, bro. Like in. And even like I scanned the QR code on one of the uh, on one of the vapes that I got from that guy. Yeah, it was real. It was real QR code. They it had care. Like the, they it care had about like, the quality. It had the scratch off code, like you know how it has. You know you have to scratch it off yeah. and then scan it. It had that and everything. And the shit was legit. Like I was like, oh, right, it works for me. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop there again because I told you what happened in my last one. So I'm down to my one on my pen now. I gotta get a new. I gotta get a couple new ones just so, you know, I got ones I don't, you know, run out. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: gone are the days that we text somebody to come deliver us something and then have to wait five six hours. Oh, those days it's gone, and most of them cats is hurting now, man, because they got put out of business by people that were, uh, by people. I don't want to say that were better, but people that uh. In the know on Talk legislation, at least. No, I'm only saying the know on legislation, but respected business. Have, I'll say have business acumen. You know, who who they at least, if they know it's going to take that long, they're honest about it's going to take that long. They don't tell you 20 minutes and then ghost you or, you know, send it to voicemail for, for, for a couple hours and hit you back. Or the ones that know that you don't really have other options, so they'll just make you wait just because they want to make you wait. So you'll you'll think they're on their way, but you know they're never on their way. A lot of uh, listen, I know a lot of people, man, who uh, I can say that market might not be as strong as it was a few years ago, just because 
So many people got into it and just been better at it, man, and just treating it like it's a true business. And, I mean, I've seen people treat it like it's a true business and doing phenomenal things right now, man, who I who I still get from. And, like, a text message for a delivery is, if you say 15 minutes, it's going to be 15 minutes. Like, I've had this, had this person tell me, yo, give me 12 minutes, man. I'll be there in 12 minutes. I'm thinking you saying 12 minutes is a little too precise for me. I'm playing the game. Nigga hit me like 10 minutes later, bro. I'm two minutes away. No. <laughs> I'm outside. See, that's good. Yo, like, That's great. That's good. Like, knowing what people want. Knowing and being honest, Customer bro. service. Or even, like, when someone's not around. Like, most of these guys, if they're not around, they'll be like, yo, I'm not around. I'll see if I can get somebody over there for you. And the person they sending ain't gonna dick around. You know what I'm saying? Gone, gone are the days. Like you said, of waiting that long. I still, I still like I, I don't have anything like this in the hood by me, by by me yet. Really? Nah, there's nothing. Not even on Myrtle. Nope. Actually, I'm lying. I already told you. There's one on Wilson and uh, uh, like, Sedam. Wilson and Sedam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Over there. All those masterpiece smoke shops. They don't. They don't sell anything. Uh, masterpiece is gone over there. They closed that masterpiece the second they made uh the liquid vapes uh the e pen vapes. What about sound uh sunflower? What about the sunflower? I sunflower. haven't been a sunflower in forever. Just and you know I stopped going to <coughs> sunflower just because their glass pieces were ridiculous. For a regular fucking glass bowl, you trying to charge thirty five forty dollars? Yeah, that's crazy. Like for the same, but yo, for literally the same quality and same shit we get from uh. From the two from from the from from the uh, from the Arab stores for like yeah. fucking ten twelve dollars, just because you want to call it oh it's quality made in America. I'm sorry, buddy. Now these guys out here in Greenpoint they cornered this market. They have. I was my I, God. I, from what I've seen, they have, bro. And and it, they got one that <clears throat> closes at eleven p.m. They got one that's open all night. So it, there's always options. There's any time of the day, if you want to get something, you could get it. <clears throat> and to see where we came from, bro. Shit, we've, we've come a long way, man. Shit. And even when we think about some of the people who were smoking before us to see it all, man. But even like I'll tell you one thing, could uh, could you attest to this? It still feels weird, like smoking, walking in public, just burning randomly, man. It feels weird. It does. That's why I don't do it often. I don't. Like it's not to, and it's also like, I, and I, I guess because we're I don't want to say OG smokers, but in this generation of smokers, we're a little higher up. Um, and there was a time when we knew, you know, you still got to be respectful to people walking around the streets with kids and you don't want to be blowing them, you know, you don't want to take a puff of a fucking, some, some Afghan kush and then a mom's walking by with a stroller and you blow that cloud. That's right exactly what I was going to say next. Right. You know, and I, and I see that happen a lot in the city at work and people get tight, man. It's like, but then it's also like, what are you going to do? It's legal now. But also it's like with us As when doing that and you know someone's going to, you know, yeah. back in the day, it was, I'll call the cops on you. Although I already did. And the boy's going to run down on you. Or, you know, you got to worry. Or, you know, all those times we had to hide in the alleys and duck behind cars but and e- shit. But even like, even when I go outside to smoke cigarettes, if I see a stroller coming now as a parent, you know, before I, I was a dickhead. I was probably one of those people in the in the city that, you know, kind of blew the smoke wherever it went. Now, even with cigarettes or, or anything, like, I always, I'll, I won't even take a pull if I see a baby near me. Like, nah, I always, you know, I will always, even still, like, when I smoke my pen, my vape pen, when I'm in between, like, going to get my lunch or something in between work, uh, 
Like I always try to blow it like directly straight yeah, up. I always try up. to. I look up and try to blow it straight up into the air. And you know where the wind carries it, I can't take, man. But I always try to make sure I'm not there, like just like blowing it, leaving it like fucking billowing behind me into someone's face or some shit like that, or into someone with their child's face, you know. And you know, I think people are. Uh, yeah, and I tell people all the time, it's like being. It was like being in an abusive relationship. Now you're saying things are okay, and then it's like, I don't know, man. I'm still, I don't know when you're going to try to say it's not again. You know? Whoa. You saw that? Yeah. A onion, a fake onion just bounced off the floor and went directly into Zoe's bag. That was a good, uh, yeah. was a good shot. That was a really good shot. Like good a trick shot that happened by mistake. Yeah. <laughs> now, if we were both stoned, that shit would have been a uh, hundred times funnier. I feel yeah. like it's wearing off already. I do, I do, I do. Uh, you know what I need? It's my jacket. Should, should we actually, I mean, we only got 40 minutes left. And I want to thank you guys for having me on. I oh, listen, you said something earlier that I wanted to address. You said that uh, you started smoking late in high school? No, that's the first time I, yeah. The first time, the first I tried. time you tried? My freshman. Mm-hmm. The first time I tried, I was already in my 20s. So, the first time I tried, I was 19. You was okay. 22? So, yeah, yeah, I was a late starter. This wasn't something that I did. And people used to tell me during those teen years all the time, oh, you should smoke weed, you should smoke this. Crack the window if you're going to do that. And, but see, uh, like for me, me, it was just like kind of those one or two times, and then that's it. It wasn't like... I wasn't on it like every day, like even so now, like I told you, um, last episode, I just, you watch it? like if I, if I do it every now and then it's kind of like a lot for me and I, I enjoy those. I appreciate those times a lot more <laughs> than if I was to be smoking like 24 seven. And one of the things that happens when you smoke all the time, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm dependent on it, but I'm so functional with it that. It doesn't do to me what it does to other people. Other people talk about smoking weed and how it affects them. That's to me how I speak about drinking. Like to me, I, I can't drink without it affecting me the way people can't smoke without it affecting them. So Yeah, like when I hear people sometimes speak about the way it affects them, it's like, man, like I can function pretty well high. Uh, but I also tell people when I know I have shit I have to do, I just don't smoke. I go about my day, take care of everything I need to do, and then... And then appreciate it when you come back home. Yep. To it. Yeah. And I tell yeah. people, knowing that I have, you know how many things is like, now nah, I'm going to take care of everything right now. And it's like, knowing that it's there waiting for me at home, it's like it's like all the more willpower to accomplish things throughout the day because I know what I want at home is waiting for me. And And having weed at home feels like being in a steady relationship because you know the sex is just there waiting for you. Like, <laughs> you don't have to go out. It's just there. You're going to... You're going to get it when you get home. And to me, that's one of the best feelings. That's why every time I get low on weed, I always have to go. Even before it ends, I try to go and get a, a new batch. That's why it's so... I'll be uh, honest. Like, I usually, I usually, when I do, um, I do the vape. Um, I haven't done it in maybe, like, a couple of days. I haven't done it. I've chilled. But also, I see, like, let's say, the effects I have from not doing it and maybe drinking or maybe just the caffeinating but i was like you know what i'm gonna tune in with button roach i'm gonna take a hit of my pen and my room has been a little messy for the last couple of days and i literally just threw on the airpods 
had a great conversation with you guys, cleaned the shit out of my room, and I enjoyed the little high a lot better. So, thank you guys. I mean, that's what this show is for, too. Yeah. That's why we we doing this format moving forward, especially uh, on the uh, Instagram Live. Because we want to create an environment where people could just smoke at home if they don't got nobody else to talk to and just call us and, and just shoot the shit with us. This is not podcast format, so we don't go on the air with specific uh, topics that we want to talk about and shit like that anymore. We save that for the other programming, but... When it comes to Bud and Road Show, this is what it's all about. We're here celebrating 420. We're a 420-based brand. Uh, finally, you know, the world's caught up with our ambitions, and we don't have to hide the fact that we're a 420-based ba- uh, brand because we're in New York City. So now it's, I mean, sky's the limit for us now. Just a few years ago, I remember putting together presentations of, you know, trying to get other companies involved with the Bud and Road Show and shit like that. And one of the places that I did it was in Phoenix, Arizona. And in Phoenix, they have this, um, it's like a, a bus, a tour bus. The, weed to, uh, the, the 420 tour. Yeah, the 420 tour bus that they'll take you. Once you go over there, they literally go from dispensary to dispensary. And um, it's a tour. So you, you, you go, you buy, you smoke, you buy, you smoke. And then eventually they take you to like a, a bar or some shit or a hotel. But, you know, we couldn't at that time really do anything because... Everything was out of state. We didn't have, you know, the law on our side. And the fact that we have it now, and this is the first time that we're actually celebrating 420 publicly, like, we don't we don't have the restrictions anymore. So, I feel like this year, it's still pretty early. We're only in, what, April? Yes, sir. So, we still, we still got a lot of work to do this year. Say that again? I said it's also going by pretty fast. But, yeah, I'm excited. I feel like this year has a lot of potential yeah we got a lot of potential i feel like uh this year while I'm moving pretty quickly still has a lot to a lot left to go and uh i mean it's still the beginning of the year like it's not even not even technically spring yet with days like this i mean it's technically spring if you want to get all you know technological about it but it's uh it's not you know we haven't gotten to the really nice weather where people are around want to mingle want to do things when events are happening and, you know, especially right now where restrictions are going to be eased or freed after the last couple years um, with everything happening, uh, I think it's going to be a very fun year for everyone involved with everything we're doing, ourselves included. Yeah, and just everybody stay safe while we do that. And again, thank you. Bye. Listen, you're always welcome on the show. Everybody, plug your Instagram and all that shit since you're going to jump off now. Hello. Yeah, I got you, got you. I'm typing as I go. I'm uh, Oh, I'm in, she's you know, typing it on the chat. You got to say it live on the air. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she's, I said oh, plug your Instagram. She yeah, typed and, it in the chat. And I, and, <laughs> and I just gave my secret. I have been smoking. So this is something <laughs> about Mary Um Thank you, Buddy Rhodes, once again. And yeah, I hope to speak with you guys soon. Yeah. Thank and you follow at something about Marielli. M A. R I E L Y. Yeah, she. I did. Did she get off? No, she's still on. She's high. No. <laughs> you are lit right now. I was. I was waiting for the right. You know. The right, the right <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. We'll talk to you. That's hilarious. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the phone lines are open back up. 646-481-8798. We'll be live for another 30 minutes. We're live till 1 p.m. today. Celebrating 420 here on the Button Roach Show. Here on Button Roach, man. 420, man. Finally legal in the fabulous city of New York City, man. We've waited a long time for this, man. We've waited a really long time. A really, really long time, man. I'm super happy, man. Uh, you know, I've always told people, man, it's getting to the point where, you know, where I always used to say, you know, if it was ever legalized in New York, that would maybe be when I'd uh, look to get on, you know, to job, a real, you know, career path. And it'd be something in this field, man. So I'm thinking, you know, now that this is sort of coming to an end, what I've been doing for the last few months, uh, it might be time to start looking in that field, man. I feel like it's the field I was born and working. You know what I'm saying? So, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, I know details, but I don't know uh, the details well enough to be able to speak in depth about it. But there's definitely... Goddamn teapot. There's definitely companies out there that's starting uh, entrepreneurship programs within the 420 field. One of them, um, I just did a website for them recently, Love, Peace, and Haze. I see Alex in the chat right now. Um this is a company that if you follow them on Instagram, Love Peace, I believe the letter N and then Haze, it's uh they sell all types of weed, bro, like uh, all types of products, edibles, actual leaves, uh body products, bath and body products, shit like that. Everything is uh infused and they're basically opening the market for people who want to invest in this company to basically become owners you have an ownership stake in this i'm not sure how they work that but i'm pretty sure at some point we'll bring alex on so she could speak in depth about this but there's uh, there's so many different options as to how to make money in the 420 field now that i feel like you could just have a, a field day you got your bud from the button road show and, and now you have all of these things that we've done being presented in the right way so i'm pretty sure those doors are going to open for you bro I know, man. I just, I just, I want the right doors to open and, you know, have, be able to execute these ideas with the right people. But, you know, I think that in New York City, there's a wide open market to do a lot of fun things. And, you know, we just need to hook up with the right people doing this, man. So I hope that that comes soon, sooner rather than later. But, you know, you know me, I'm also a person that things happen when and how they're supposed to. So also that don't want to force the issue. You know what I mean? So moving forward, now that we, I guess, started this 2020 on a, a, a new note, especially in New York State, what do you want to do with Bud and Roach? I don't know, man. I definitely want to keep recording, uh, keep, you know, you know, not recording, going live, figuring out a way to keep, you know, I missed this momentum. It's uh, taking a little bit, you know, being loose with no format, just speaking. You know, with like a few topics, but we did discuss that. We're going to figure that out. But this was all 420. So it's going to be loose with no topics. It was yeah. all 420 related. We did what stoners do. We spoke about different things that were somehow related to the same thing, initially. And, you know, if we went pulling back the threads, we could figure out how we got there. Uh, but this show is essentially by stoners for stoners. Yeah. Because we want the audience... For the most part, I mean, you don't have to be high to listen to us, but no. it helps. It helps. Because I mean, we're high. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know how, I don't know how you feel about being around high people. So, you know, you might want to be high like the people you're listening to if you, you know you're doing that. Yeah. And a lot of people like Dell the other day when he called in, a lot of people just work alone. 
yeah. and they on the job so they don't have to be you know smoking actively but we do keep you company that's one thing we know how to do we know how to talk for hours about nothing about nothing man about nothing man then when it is about something we can go on even longer so <laughs> there's always that there's always that and then uh, a proof of that would be the off the rails episodes <laughs> yeah, available how many on are there? Like four, the, right? Uh, I think there's three. Three? Um, maybe four. I don't know. I don't know if I named the last one off I don't the think rails. You did four. It off the four of the last off one of four. I don't think four is properly considered off the rails. Or the third. There's one before three that should have been considered off the rails. That's hilarious, bro. Yeah. We would start with some idea of something we want to talk about and. But then those were two, like alcohol too, like. Nah, they were. One was what the weed pen. One was the uh, the cannabis syrup. It's a lot more difficult to get through a podcast when you're twisted. I'll tell you that. That's why I like. Now I, I feel better. Now we were both times drinking. Where yeah, then you know, like I said, weed pen was one time. The other time was the uh, the cannabis, uh, the cannabis syrup. Oh, the cannabis syrup, babe. Remember the cannabis syrup that we was talking about the other day? She just tried it over uh, somebody's house. And, man, that shit is strong, too, bro. I love it. That's just uh, the green lean. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> essentially. The green lean, bro. That's a great way to characterize it, the green lean. And that shit hit strong. What was that? How many milligrams? Uh, I think we each did... I think 50 or 75. Fuck, bro. Because we're smokers, so we had to take more. And they were telling me they only go on And like, then we smoke on top of that? Yeah. And we kept drinking, so it definitely <laughs> just... <laughs> it spiraled, man. It was, a, it was a good time, though. Fucking hell, bro. No, for all the wacky, wild episodes, that those are probably some of the ones that aren't as fucking nuts that are up there. <laughs> We've had some wild fucking episodes. We bro. had, bro. Yo, I think about that. Uh, I, I still just always think about that infamous one, man, from uh, from Tri-State. Yeah, from Tri-State. We were like, I we, was gone. We all were gone, bro. But that night was just, it, this is, the whole time, man. There, there were two there, though. <laughs> that one, the one with uh, uh, <laughs> the one where uh, you, you remember the other one, the tour Tri-State. It was that one, and the one where uh. When what? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh uh, yeah, I, I was kind of. It was worried. honestly those episodes that made me want to stop seeing myself on screen. Yeah. It was after that, that like I saw myself and I cringed because I was like, "Damn, I don't like seeing myself like that." But I was, not only was I blasted, but I was raunchy, bro. Like really raunchy, overly raunchy, <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you can finally admit it, bro. Overly raunchy, bro. Raunchy's fun, man, but there's a, there's a fine line between it's just bordering on. Yeah, smart. but raunchy's good if it's if the podcast is supposed to be. If you're talking, let's say on a sex podcast, you're talking about sex positions and shit like that. All right, you could go into detail about that. But if you're just on the Button Road Show. <laughs> And you just like holes and toes, and, 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 and just start going off on tangents. <laughs> These are things that uh, you know. Uh, that's still one of the funniest things you've ever said on here to me, bro. Nick, listen, when I'm in the club, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Save that for the archive. Oh God, that was always one of the funniest things you ever said on here. I remember my brother pulled me to the side at one point. I don't think it was that night, but 
he was just telling me that my niece she looks up the stuff that i have on youtube because she's like a aspiring youtuber too so i got all this content that she's constantly going and she's checking out so every time he would find her watching something that you know it, it wasn't what she was supposed to be watching just snatched the phone but after that i was just like man i don't know if i could keep putting out this type of content because then it's just gonna be too much to clean up later on i mean that's what i mean how many times did i always tell you that how many times did we try to stress that to you it was like shock jockeys for no reason shock i, I, jockey. I mean she 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 giving me the face <laughs> i mean it, it happened though it happened lesson oh, learned <laughs> I mean, I'm drinking coffee right now. No, nah, I remember one time we were on the air, man, and I heard this back listening a few weeks ago. I can't remember what we were saying, and I made a joke, and I didn't even say we speak English. I said we speak American on this side, and I heard that. I was just like, ah, oh, man, that is like, and then all I'm thinking in my head is this, that's just like such an Fuck asshole that, American buddy. thing you'd say. Like, you don't even remember. You speak the English language. You tell people to speak American. We speak American around here. All right. All right, buddy. <laughs> Fuck are you talking about? Yeah, but I I don't think we've ever done an episode that was negatively affected by how stoned we were. No, never, never. Drunk, never. yes, and they, that's you know, that's part of the life. Part of life, man. We were, it was part of what was going on at the time, man. Bottle of henny with the show, you know, couple bottles of henny, some blunts in the air. Oh my God, and things get a little, you know. I don't miss it. I could say that. I kind of miss it. I don't miss that. I kind of miss it, but you know, it's it, it, it's it's where it's supposed to be in the past. We moved on, but I do occasionally kind of miss it. You know, what I don't miss is the feeling of too drunk. There's that point, especially when the henny's involved, that you're just too drunk, and it's the point of no return. But I always tap on the henny beforehand, and I I would always before I got there, and but me it would just be building up in the system already, and continue on on like i wouldn't keep drinking henny like y'all niggas would keep going like that henny bottle would finish like it's like nah man i, I like i don't need that much in my i life. remember we used to do crazy shit we would drink half the beer and then fill that empty half with wine and then we would have wine beer <laughs> it was uh, me my brother and e and we would do that shit bro damn this was during the time that he would be he would start spazzing out bro for no reason start throwing shit cursing at the air <laughs> Damn. and it was the toxic combination of uh heineken and sangria <laughs> in the same fucking bottle bro that shit sounds crazy bro or, or heineken and guinness chugging a half a heineken half a guinness and then mixing the the two halves for the last joint that's like a black and tan. I, I I can't do it no more. Black and velvet, black and blue. That feeling of being overly drunk. The buzz is always fine. The buzz is always fun, but the buzz is it's just the entry point. It's the line. It's the uh, escalator going downstairs. PlayStation Theater. You're not in the venue yet. <laughs> You're just in the hallway. Then that buzz turns into. <laughs> Then the bad guy, night guy, comes out. <laughs> <laughs> night guy, night guy has all the answers. Ah, oh, we'll worry about that tomorrow. <laughs> you worrying about that shit now? You're not gonna have to clean this up. Yep. Mor <laughs> morning guy is. 
Morning guys trying to piece together what night guy did. <laughs> it's like, morning guys getting random texts from numbers that he's never known before <laughs> with his full government name in them. Like, what the hell is this? Uh, you gave me a social to run last night. We're going to be doing some business. You're going to be doing my websites. <laughs> he told me uh, the handshake agreement's okay. Listen, I've made deals twisted. <laughs> That's the worst. Because most of the time I would like try to follow through with the deal regardless if I fucked up or not but certain deals i just can't do man i night guy man he's a bitch <laughs> gotta keep him at bay that's why weed is good weed to me as soon as i decided i was gonna stop drinking the first thing i did was go and get a the oil once i went and i got the oil i felt confident that every single time i had the urge to drink that um I'll just hit the fucking vape pen and all that shit just disappeared. Even with cigarettes too. Like every time I wanted to smoke a cigarette, if I just hit the vape pen hard enough, the oil pen, I mean, then that urge disappears. <clears throat> but now is a good time. We got a few minutes left. We're about 20 minutes out. We're going to be live till 1 p.m. And of course, if you haven't already, Visit shop.buttonroach.com now and use code 10YEARS to get 10% off all the official Button Roach Show merchandise. Of course, our friends, uh, just follow them. You see them on the screen right now. Flatbush Famous, Perfect TV, First Live. These are people that are essential to uh, to our lives and, and just making everything better. So, of course, we got the GDP TV animated series coming soon. That will be available on GlobalDominationProductions.com, of course, the official YouTube channel, and uh, I mean it, it's been a beautiful, it's been a beautiful four twenty, four to twenty, bro. It started this way. Let's hope that the shenanigans don't start. What with, type? Of sh- oh, which which I don't I don't even want to talk about that. I'm pretty sure it would have begun already. I think it started in the evening after they had a few drinks in them. I think that's what happened. I don't know. But nah, because we woke up to that shit last year. Did we? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Woke up to it. Hmm. Right, let's see. Let's see. All I know is that Button Roach is still doing the fucking, and it's. <laughs> That's what we do, baby. Ten years later. Ten years later, you know what I mean? On air, man. So, Ten. I mean, the phone lines are still open. If you phone guys want to call in, we're going to stay on until one. We're going to stay on until one. It's a nice day. Sunny outside. No. Six four six four eight one eight seven nine eight. I like that number. Huh? That number flows. Yeah. I always gotta choose a number that flows. I had another I got a seven one eight number on Skype that I paid for like an idiot, not realizing that the Google voice already worked. So I don't think we could do a seven one eight number. Nah. What was the what was our number back then? I think it was a seven one seven one eight four one eight four four nine seven? Yeah. Let's think. 718-418 or was it 618? I think it was 618. 718-618-4497. Man, we remember that shit. I'm man, proud. Long time, man. We, yeah, we said that number live on there for a long time, man. Got a lot of calls on to that line, man. We did a lot, man. Looking back 10 years, man. I mean, thinking back to how young we were, bro. I mean... Just fucking 35 Green. we're 35 and 36 now man we were fucking kids we were fucking kids man even yeah, still bro. 
we're still young. We are still fucking I mean, young. Compared to the people, like the people in the game. Yeah. Like look at somebody like Coach PR. Coach PR has been doing this shit for a long time, bro. And he's radio royalty. It's like he he he's a big name up at, at Sirius and Shade Forty Five. So the fact that you know people never stop. There's different variations of the show that keep continuing. Weekend work now is not what weekend work was. You know, eight years ago when I was at Perfect Storm. It's a different show now, but it's constant evolution, and that constant evolution is part of what we're experiencing too. Yeah, everybody. Uh, I mean, it's not. It's, it's, it's like I said, it's not something that's easy for everyone to do. It's not something that's easy for everyone to hold on to, man, to keep chasing, man. Cause it's gonna be highs and lows, man. You're gonna fail. You're gonna fail a lot, man. There's a lot of people that just don't deal with failure that well, and or, or handle, you know, or handle feeling that well, and you know. A lot of people, like I've said, think they're going to do one or two podcasts. They're going to blow up on YouTube. Somebody's going to repost them and they're going to be it. And a lot of people aren't prepared to do the work that's, you know, required to the you podcast. You got to build groundwork. You got to yeah. build a foundation. Yeah. A lot of people think you can just, you know, say, I want to do it. I'm going to do it. And nah, it's not the way it goes. But and then what, what, what happens if, let's say, you put a, you put a production together, you put it out. It does numbers. It's successful. You have nothing to follow it up with. That's a big issue too. And that's what happens when people go viral. That's why I don't wish I don't wish anybody go viral. To me going viral is a it's a curse almost. It is. Cuz then you you going viral almost going viral I think would be the equivalent of being typecasted. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And once you're going, once you go viral for one thing, it's hard to be known for everything else. Like, look at that kid who probably still getting asked to stand. That kid, that tall, linky kid, who started the stupid shit with the the hand, the, the hand, the stupid. Oh, that shit. And now you always had that stupid straight face, or, or or the kid who started yodeling everywhere. Like, kid, you gonna be yodeling till you're 35 now? The boot gang. He had to. He tried to he tried to do everything to you know change his his image publicly. He went to God. He, you boom gang, you still boom gang. You, you we made all, got all those stupid tattoos, did all that stupid shit, saying I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, you cannot do it, but all the dumb shit you did lives on, buddy. That shit is immortalized. You immortalized your buffoonery. Whole lot of gang shit. And now you're gonna be known for that shit for the rest of your life. That's why when people back in the day, you know, when we got into these. You know, little beefs within the button roach circle and all that shit. Everybody wanted to go viral. You don't want to go viral because if you do, what the fuck is next? Then you're going to you're gonna be broke and famous. That's the worst thing you could be. The worst thing you could be is broke and famous, bro. A lot of people see that game, want to chase it, man. See what other people get, want to get there. all these too. fucking rappers. They broke and famous. If you got to go on Twitter to complain about your record deal or, or, or some contract that you signed, I mean, you already lost, man. You already lost. Going viral is a curse. We got, we got over 600 fucking hours of, of radio just archived. And that's not even everything. It's not. That's not even everything. There's, there's hundreds of other hours that we shelved that we don't want to be out there. This 600 hours is just too long to comb through. Too much was said. So if anything that we do actually 
goes and puts us over we got foundation bro any any company's gonna look at that shit and be like wow these guys been doing this shit for a long time they've been through every situation that we could have possibly tested them with already so what the fuck is next cut the check cut the check we'll be the ambassador of the brand we'll host the event now all it is and i've said this to many people famous purchase famous advertising dollars when i was when i went and i did that commercial for pirate studios that i was going to start taking sessions and i ran the ad in williamsburg and bushwick and in greenpoint every time i went outside to smoke a cigarette somebody told me yo i saw you on youtube i was paying one dollar a day for ads just targeted and everybody was seeing me famous purchase so if you don't have a solidified, you know, you, you, you got to have a foundation, bro. You got to be able to say, all right, this is the body of work that I've accumulated throughout my entire career. And this is where I am right now. Not, oh, I did this thing and this put me over. Okay, they're going to say, all right, what's next? Now you just boom gang. Now go out there and do it again. You got 2 million people because you jumped on a table with a bunch of supplies on it and fucked up somebody's day. Now you got to do that again two times. And you got to do it in a G-string. Now you got to top yourself. Fuck that shit, bro. At least one thing about this show, nobody could tell us to do anything, bro. This is self-produced. 100% self-produced. So at the end of the day, we call the shots. Yes, sir. And if a, a company wants to work with us, we have that that say. Because we're not stupid. Look at the amount of fucking work. It's been 10 fucking years of this shit, bro. And people could never say, oh, yeah, we was on a hiatuses and this and that. Everybody's on a fucking hiatus. You think uh, Shawn Michaels and, and, and Triple H were always DX? Yo, I just got to give one quick shout out, yo. Early Papito. Oh, Jesus in the chat. Look at that money bag. Gotta give one early, Papito. I didn't just see that till just now, man. I'm telling you, bro. I mean, the presentation is here, bro. It's there, man. There's this long foundation of shit built up that we've sat up, sat upon. Um, and you know, it's just you gotta keep building a foundation, man. Every everything is foundation. You can't build anything without a foundation, or it's gonna crumble on itself. Just want to remind everybody in the chat go to shop.buttonroach.com pick up the official button roach show merchandise and if you use code 10 years you'll actually get 10 percent off everything that you purchase and that might be for a limited time because uh next year will be 11 years yeah <laughs> so right after that you know get that now we're gonna keep rolling on we're gonna keep rolling onward and upward you know what i'm saying chug a chug a lug and of course uh the gdp tv animated series which is coming soon. Uh, I mean, I'm excited about it. It's just something that we're throwing out there. Let's see what yeah. the fuck happens. A little bit of fun. Just going to have some fun, do a little cartoon, see what happens. But, of course, Bud and Roach will be featured heavily in this animated series along with the rest of the GDP team. Yes, sir. Is that is it what we did? Is that considered the pilot episode? It is. That is? Wow. That's fun. That's fun. That's fun to know that that's considered the pilot. So... I mean, once that comes out, I feel like that's going to be one of the things that kind of puts everything over because it's just it already has a built in audience. But then it's taking everything that everybody's tried to do and it's actually doing it. It's so underutilized. The fact that you can upload your own voice into these clips shit is amazing. 
But man, we did uh we breezed by this yeah, that shit two went hours, by pretty bro. quick, man. We got about nine minutes left on the broadcast. We want to thank everybody that tuned in. We want to thank you course. all for tuning in. We want to thank uh, we want to thank Marielli for uh, joining on with us for about that good. It was about a good fifty minutes. She was on, right? 45, 50 minutes. She, she yeah, was she was on, she was on she about was fifty minutes. Uh, you know that uh, I'm not gonna sit here and lie that uh, that one percent, two percent milk kind of has me thinking. So if that's one percent or two percent, like what is whole milk? Is whole milk just zero percent? She's, she's, she's asked if we smoking. Yeah, we we've been smoking. Yeah, we've we been smoking. We smoked before, and we got our little vape pens, the oil pens, of course, that you can find at your local deli here in Greenpoint. <laughs> you find them all over the place now. <laughs> Remember when even trying to find those was hard, bro? It was like God damn. Yeah, bro. When nobody had them shits, I was like, nah, I only get a couple, man. Them shits just just go quick. The fact that we're able to just go into the deli now and just. Let me get that, 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 that. Let me, uh, what flavors you got here? You can buy weed with a credit card. I'm not going to lie, man. You know what I love now? I love all of the uh, the hemp roll-ups. I really love all of the uh, the uh, the hemp-like roll-ups that they have, that they like the backwoods, like they like hemp instead of yeah. tobacco. Like the, the they hemp. pre-rolled? Huh? Like the ones that have the cone that you just yeah. drop it in? Yeah. Shit. Did you see the display of the on, in the smoke shop down the block? No. They have like a whole display of just um, different papers and a lot of that shit. Oh what? yeah, wait, wait, which one are you talking about? The, the one, one right there by the by the store in the middle of the block. Yeah, that one. I yeah, that one. I know you're talking about. Yeah. You go in there. It looks like they work for uh, for raw papers. Raw papers always has their own like whole entire display. Or. But there's so many better types of papers better than raw out there, bro. Like, I mean. Man, shout out to Glyphics. Remember first Glyphics? one to put us on to those papers. Like, after, yo, after we smoked those papers like that, bro, I stopped, uh, I stopped, um, I stopped buying blunts, Dutches, all that shit. Like, I started, like, buying. Because you're thinking about those shits burn. If you roll them right, those shits burn just as, just as slow as that paper. And what's, what's, what's funny is that Glyphics came to the house to teach us how to roll his papers. Remember that? Yeah. That was the first time I ever saw somebody ball up the paper and then it burned slower and all this type of shit. I had seen other people do that before. I used to do that, but seeing him do that Shout with out that Glyphics, paper man. and he, just he, the way that burned. Like, he that got married. Crazy. He's successful, bro. He do, uh, Congrats. He, he do mortgages for houses. That's good. So he, he puts people in homes all the time, bro. Like, I'm always seeing his uh, testimonials on his social media. Yeah. I love when, when people succeed at uh, shit they want to do, bro. That's good, bro. It's good money in that. But, man, these two hours flew by. They did fly by, man. Even with the MPK, I managed to uh, get some of the sound effects going. Hell yeah. Of course, I got that one. I was going to do this one earlier. Welcome. Listener discretion is advised. Give me that hell, yeah. All right. See, uh, it's the little things. The little things that make this uh, beautiful presentation what it is. Make it chopped out what it is, you know. And it's still it's still young. This is only the second time we've done only this. Only the second so. time rigged up like this. We still have other things we obviously are going to need to figure out. Um, Like I said, man, just ultimately... Just glad to be back on air, doing it live. 
you know, obviously with my work schedule getting the Mondays are gonna be crazy. I don't even think so. Crazy. I'm not I'm not and I did this on the Instagram today. I removed Mondays. Let's just put live on Instagram because we're gonna do thirty minute countdowns anyway, so that's gonna notify people that we're live before we're live. Yeah. So if you want us catch the button roach show you just got to follow us on instagram at button roach every time we go live you will get a notification from instagram that we're live you can join us on the chat you can call in of course uh it's too late to call in now but the number is 646-481-8798 the phone lines will be open throughout the show and you will hear the entire production whether you're on the phone or patched in through the vip uh thing that we have yes. on the back end so we've got a lot of work to do bro there's a lot of things a lot of going on, man. Today. A lot of a lot of wheels and cogs being moved. A lot of lovers being switched. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? It's a beautiful thing, though. It is. It is. It's a beautiful thing that we have everything going on right now. Uh, everyone be cohesive. Be moving as a unit. Have everything moving forward. Uh, you know, I'm just... And I'm, above all else, enjoy the process. For the first time, I feel like I'm enjoying this process. Back in the day when we first started, I was out to prove that I was good at all this behind the scenes shit and I wanted to be the man and all this shit. And I already proved all that shit, bro. Now I'm just sitting back and having fun. And to be able to do this shit 10 years later. As it should be. And we still have the brand intact. We still own the trademark. We still have everything pretty much in order. And not only in order, but even better than it was initially. Yeah. I mean... Happy 420, bro. Happy 420, brother. You have yours, or I got, I got mine. You know we got we we gotta click it one time on air, man. Happy 420, brother. Good stuff. Great stuff, man. I'm glad you put me on to these shits over here, man. And it's one of those things, bro. So <laughs> I'm not even sure when's the next time we'll be live again. Let, let, let's say Monday, man. I might be closer to nine than eight, but we can still squeeze in like a good 90 minutes. Uh, I think whenever we decide that we're going to go live, I'm just going to put together a flyer for that date and we'll just hit them one by one. That though. So um, that sounds like a phenomenal plan. And with that, I mean, thank you for tuning in, man, to this uh, 420 special live on uh, live on at button roach on Instagram. It's been a beautiful two hours. Thank you to everyone who uh, <laughs> tuned in. Even Jeez, you know, even Droga. my brother. We forget my brother was in the chat for a little bit earlier. Yo, shout out to Big Zoe. Shout out to Cheese. He's shout out to Cheese. Out. Shout out to Marielli for uh, calling in, being a part of this experience. Shout out to everybody who tuned in. Shout out to the people uh, active on the chat. And for those who follow us and will follow us in the future, man, thank you guys for liking us and subscribing at Button Roach. Of course, we're on youtube as well you can find all the old 30 days to rock and good morning bushwick episodes still available and you of course see. we're on most of your streaming platforms yeah, spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, everything so yeah also anchor fm which is our distributor so if you guys want to you know listen to the podcast go subscribe now everything is available at buttonroach.com and my god what an experience this is what an experience man and you already know why you were here baby because we do the fucking you heard, heard? Thank you for tuning in to the Button Rope Show.